Agencies received tens of billions of dollars in the CARES Act to ramp up their IT capabilities. Nearly five months later, the Labor Department says it's seeing an accelerated pace to its IT modernization projects. Those include greater adoption of digital signatures and a shift away from paper-based processes. Labor is also seeing a rise in automation to make better sense of its workplace injury data. For more on the status of those projects, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with Labor's Chief Information Officer, Gundeep Aluwalia. I always think it is a marathon and not a sprint. When these events happen, people start behaving like, uh, let's sprint in the next three days, what can we do, right? So I'm sure if Guy, Sanjay, myself and our teams would not have invested years of effort in moving to the cloud, making our websites resilient, reducing our on-prem infrastructure, building a cybersecurity regimen, you cannot respond when, when something like this happens. So a couple of examples from our side. I mean, our websites have also seen uh, an enormous amount of jump, right? Our BLS website has seen a 8,000% jump. 6.6 million page views uh, when the family's first Coronavirus Act was passed in, in March. Uh, there were 11.5 million uh, page views on uh, ETA's unemployment insurance pages. Had we not invested in the cloud, it would have been challenging. Another area where we are really proud of is our temp worker program, where not many people understand this, but Department of Labor is the first stop if you want to get an agricultural temp worker or a specialty temp worker into the country. That is a program that is susceptible to seasonality, not only because of the agricultural seasons, but also the way Congress has defined it, we get a barrage of applications at various points in the year. So we are in the cloud and we had invested and implemented a entire system that was in the cloud. I will also talk about how that program used to issue labor certificates on a currency-like paper to the employers. And all those labor certificates then landed up at DHS, at USCIS. For decades, we've done this. We've imported this currency paper from a foreign country and had two printing operations in Atlanta and Chicago to do this kind of printing. In January of this year, it was almost like we knew COVID is going to happen. We went completely electronic. So all our labor certificates are now issued just like a boarding pass from an airline goes to the employer. It, it says basically you can go to DHS and apply for your temp visa to USCIS. And it shaves off the reliance on snail mail, right? It takes off the process a couple of weeks, which is important for these employers. All of that happened. Why? Because we were in the cloud. Printing uh, operations both in Chicago and Atlanta were completely shut down uh, after that. Uh, it was also possible with the help of the CIO Council because the Technology Modernization Fund, this had partially funded a part of that program. So it is a story where there is true impact to the employers, to the temp workers coming in, to the agricultural sector, and also where TMF sort of fueled or became the catalyst of that transformation and how we deployed cloud and some of the technology to make that transformation happen, right? I mean, we can talk about cloud, AWS, Azure, and all of these technology plays, but at the end of the day, it is that boarding pass and shaving off those two weeks to get that temp worker into the country in a more efficient manner and saving all that money that we were incurring on printing operations, et cetera. 
as part of this IT modernization effort, a lot of agencies have looked at things like artificial intelligence and robotic process automation. From the labor department standpoint, what role do you see automation having in this IT modernization journey? So I'll give you a couple of examples where we are currently using it. For example, we get a lot of injury data for workplace injuries from across the nation, right? So this all comes in as text in order to make sense out of it. Somebody calls it headache. Somebody says, my head is heavy, uh, et cetera. We code these things. And we've uh, started using AI to auto-code these rather than manually reading through the text. And we've reached a uh, almost a 90-plus percent accuracy on it. Now, that's one area. Another area we are trying to look at is these veterans that are returning from military active service, right? So they have these MOS codes, which determines what you are a uh, helicopter mechanic, et cetera. What do these MOS codes translate to when you come back as a civilian? What apprenticeship might be available? And we, we know by zip code as to what jobs, what occupational CDs are available. So we are sitting on a treasure trove of data. And we, we need to unlock it using artificial intelligence in my mind. Modernizing all of these systems all at the same time is probably not a possibility because we won't have the resources for it. So you have to utilize RPA and AI in conjunction to have those positive outcomes for program areas. And in the process, move DOL staff from low-value work to high-value work. And I'll give you an example. We, we are in the contract season. We have, we have the fourth quarter. And there is a, a process called responsibility determination, which every contracting shop has to do across the federal area, which means basically go to five or six different data sources to assess whether a vendor that we are about to award a contract, and it's a point-in-time exercise, is deemed responsible or not. So we are currently engaged in developing a RPA bot, and, and we work with IRS. Some of the other agencies have done it as well. And then throw a little bit of AI on top to make the workload in the fourth quarter for a contract specialist more meaningful and so that they can concentrate on things that matter, that need attention, that need human attention. And I think that's an example of an area where we need to bring technology to bear so that people can move to things that they are actually needed for. We have pockets of goodness across the department. And what we need to do now is bring it at an enterprise level, start using it with some governance, with some uh, diligence, and put structure so that it becomes a part of our culture and not a one-off, uh, uh, one thing at a time. So that's what we are engaged in, and that's how we uh, intend to use a, a RPA and AI in the future. That's Gundeep Aluwalia, the Labor Department's Chief Information Officer, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Subscribe to The Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Want your business to have the best opportunity for success? Take a tip from tech industry leader Intel when you move or expand in Ohio. The new Silicon Heartland is the place forward-thinking business leaders find ample talent, a highly ranked business climate, convenient central location, plus an especially low-risk environment for site selection. Where else can you have all the room you need to grow while rubbing elbows with the giants in your industry? Visit successinohio.com today. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.